Welcome to the Real Facts on Real Estate podcast presented by Sean Patrick Maloney. In this series, we educate real estate agents on how to find success in the industry and grow their wealth to six-figure commissions and beyond. Now here's your host, Sean Maloney. Welcome to episode 136, Knowing How to Get Deals Done. I'm your host, Sean Patrick Maloney. Thanks for joining me this week. This week, I want to talk to you about knowing how to get deals done in real estate and why it's so crucial, so important to totally understand what it is we do here, to totally understand how to get deals done and understand everything that's available to us as real estate professionals. Sometimes people rumor that we are an overpaid profession. The truth is we're underutilized and undervalued because one of the things that no one really puts a value on is our level of education. They say things like, oh, it's only a 40-hour class and then a test, but yet they could try taking the test and they may not pass it. And what they also don't realize is that test, that's just a way of getting the state to allow you to do real estate. After you pass that test, The real test is how many deals you do and how you do them and how they go ultimately for your clients. Do they find success? Do they get great rates? Do they enjoy their homes? Do they call you back? All these things that are measures of success as anyone looking at them, who knows? They're really just judging us from the outside. But the truth is knowing how to get deals done is knowing that education is everything. I can tell you right now, Personally, I'm what they call an autodidact, which is somebody who prefers learning at their own speed and doesn't like formal education. I struggled so hard to go through school, but yet I have many educational podcasts, blogs, as well as newsletters I'm constantly putting out with education in them. It's kind of funny to even think, why is it? Because now, instead of being force-fed a subject, instead of being told that there's a true answer and a false answer, instead of being directed or guided in a way, I'm allowed to further my education in any way I see fit, knowing all the while that real estate is an industry where it pays to know more. The more you know, the more you can put and keep deals together. That's the truth of it, right? Not only will our knowledge increase the number of deals that we have, but it will increase the number of deals that we're able to make to the finish line because the undereducated, they tend to put deals together that fall apart. There's nothing worse than working in a commission-only industry and having a deal go to fall apart. This is completely unpaid work. Yes, your client will be frustrated because they wasted their time. Yes, they'll be frustrated because they wasted some money. And no, they will not allow you to express your frustrations because they don't care. They're the ones who lost the house. But the truth is, there's a lot of frustrations on our side when we go through the entire process only to have it fall apart. And that's why we need to know what we're doing. We need to know up front. Is appraisal going to match? Or are we going all the way till we hit appraisal just to find out what we already knew, which is the house isn't worth what we offered on it? Are we going to get to the appraisal and have things like the handrails and the chipping, peeling paint or the poorly graded foundation work or any of these different things bounce the deal? The truth is, if you know what you're doing, you're not going to hit those things then. You know why? Because you address them up front and it's not going to kill deals. It's going to direct deals in a direction where you go to the right home for the right person for the right buy. That way there, the deal you put together stays together and finishes its way out. The highly educated agent knows all this and is really more of an asset than a tool to the client. 
a lot of times they don't realize this. They think, hey, you know, I'm going to call this person because they get a cute smile, or I'm going to call this person because it's my mother's friend, or I'm going to call this person because my cousin worked with them and thought they were cool. We really need to represent ourselves as more than that as an industry. We really need to have other people understand why our education is so important. And I can tell you guys by listening to this podcast, obviously, education is very important to you. So I'm sure you're a top level agent. It's showing people that you're doing these things like posting and tagging us in a post saying, listen to real facts on real estate so I can educate myself better about knowing how to get deals done. Leverage off of your education. When you go to an event, say you go to real estate domination to see real estate professionals speak. You want to post that you're there. You want to post up all the time that you're taking this continued ed that you believe that education is the future in real estate because otherwise you're taking this education for yourself, which is great. It's going to get more deals done. It's going to grow your business. It's going to grow those things. But what it isn't going to do is get the public knowledge that you put in all this time. They think, okay, I hire them. They work for these many hours. They get this one open house. They got an accepted offer. So I paid them only for this time. The truth is when we're spending this time on continued ed, when we're spending this time listening to podcasts, this is the time they're paying for. This is the money where they're spending that they don't realize is the best money spent because getting that highly educated agent is going to ensure that their deal not only goes through but goes through smoothly and that maybe they take on some sort of gained equity. Maybe they sell their house for a little more money. Maybe they forgo a disaster that they didn't even know was coming when they were going to accept one offer and you guided them towards the other and you forgoed the off inspection or the appraisal that was going to go wrong or anything else. The difference between understanding different finance options can mean the difference between landing a deal. Knowing a way to fund the deal is just one more way to put deals together. That's another one, right? A lot of people don't realize this, but as real estate agents, we don't have to know all the ins and outs of finance, right? We don't have to be totally as well-versed at finance as our mortgage professionals, whether working with lenders, banks, working with credit unions, mortgage brokers. Again, it doesn't matter. We need to know what's the difference between all of them. Like, how does a bank work? What is a lender? What is a mortgage broker? What is a credit union? What are these different things that we hear? Are they all the same? The truth is no, right? We know that. We know that they're not the same. Why? Because they have different products. They have different ways they fund. What's a 203k deal? What is a VA loan? What does FHA mean? What does FNMA mean? What is conventional? What is a three-to-one arm? What are all these different options? What is hard money lending? What is a proof of funding, a pre-approval, a pre-qualification? If you can't describe and explain each and every one of these scenarios that I just listed, then you're not working on your business. You're working in your business. You're spending too much time out showing houses to people, hoping that the magic one is going to pop up, not realizing that a lot of the times you haven't been able to put a deal together. A lot of the times you haven't been able to find an offer. A lot of the buyers you haven't been able to qualify. All these different things that have gone on have been no one else's but your own fault. All the while, you probably blame the client. You probably blame the other agent. You probably blame the mortgage professional. But the truth is you paired the wrong person with the wrong people. Almost everybody can get financing up to a certain point. Of course, there's credit scores that can't get financing. Of course, there's people that may not be able to lend to due to credit to debt ratios. Maybe they have a limited earnings. 
But the majority of the time, the truth is people go to the wrong institution and they find out the wrong answers. They get a denial letter by that one and they simply never look any further forward. I give you four different types of lending institutions and that is just one example of options. I named about seven or eight different loan styles. This is just, again, another set of options. We're in an industry where there are so many variables that could possibly put a deal together. Another great one that a lot of people forget about, right, is seller's concession. What is a seller's concession? Seller's concession is the money that a seller can give back a buyer for closing costs and prepaids. Now, if you have somebody on the fence, renter, not sure if they can make that 3-5 down because they don't have closing costs and prepaids money saved up, well, guess what? You have seller's concession. Learn to utilize the tools you have because, again, knowing how to get deals done is knowing about all the different tools and options we have available because far too often most buyers are sitting there under the confusion thinking that they need to put 20% down and that there's no other option. They don't understand that it's okay to pay private mortgage insurance for a couple years. It's okay to do these things. You can refinance out after. You can work on your credit portfolio and get a better interest rate in the future. You can work on your whole entire book of business as far as as an individual by getting this home and starting the process of being a homeowner which is going to put you in a much different place than a renter this seller's concession may be one way as an agent you can help them bridge that gap how about this one how many people are well versed in home sale contingencies and suitable housing clauses one of the biggest fears of all consumers, whether buyers or sellers alike, it's not having a place to call home for the time being in between the two houses. Home sale contingency says, in order for me to buy your house, I have to sell my existing house. That way they don't end up with two loans, right? For some people, it's okay. Maybe they do some sort of bridge or some sort of equity gap, or maybe they just simply can make two payments at one time. For other people, that's a no-no. So that home sale contingency actually sets a buyer free that didn't realize that they could buy a home before they sell their home because they can sell their home in the process of buying the home and they weren't quite sure of that, so they never made the move. Simply by educating them about this home sale contingency, you may set free a buyer who thought they were stuck because they didn't understand. One of the biggest misconceptions in real estate is thinking that everyone knows and understands how our industry works. I think it comes from the repetitive action of doing our job and not paying attention to other people don't do our job and they don't see it every day, so they don't know about these things. It's the same thing as a suitable housing clause, right? It's another great way to set people free. Suitable housing clause says, in order for me to sell you my home, I must find a home to buy. So I'm not going to sell myself out to the street. Otherwise, if I don't close on my own home, you can't take the existing home that I'm in. This one here is a great way, again, to set sellers free. These sellers, they're sitting there, how do I get to my next place? I can't believe the marketplace out there. I don't want to set myself free if I can't land somewhere. I've got the kids or I've got my parents or even just I got myself and I don't want to go anywhere else until I know that I have somewhere to go. This is the exact reason we use the suitable housing clause. 
Guys, I hope this really kind of wakes you up to the understanding of as a real estate industry professional, I must, not may, not should, not shall, but I must continue my education. I must grow further. I am going to continue to learn my entire way through my career because I realized five minutes today could pay me $10,000 tomorrow when I learn how to put just one more sale through. In an industry where we get paid so well for knowing so much, it's amazing to me that not more people spend more time into their education. I know you guys are the type that understand it. That's why you're here listening to the podcast today. And I want to say congratulations to you on that. Make sure to share this podcast with other friends that are in the industry that could benefit from hearing some positive news into the growth of their business. If you haven't yet done so, please subscribe. Make sure they subscribe. If you ever have any topics you want me to go over in the future or you'd like to be a celebrity guest on a future episode, please reach out to us. You can find out all the information about the entire blog, podcast, Facebook group, weekly newsletter, all at www.realfactsonrealestate.com. Thank you so much for listening this week and I look forward to talking to you next week.